Welcome to On Topic Retro, episode 14. I'm John Cummins, and joining me tonight is Dan Caparello, the man. Who's that? The Banana Man. Banana Man. Who uh, wishes he had the the DK Banana Controller? Uh, I'm never going to get it unless it's like, like I'm not going to go spend $300 on a controller. That's bananas. I, I always look for it. I'm always digging through piles of N64 controllers when I yeah. find them. They'd, I'm pretty sure all of those have been found. I, I don't think anybody's randomly sitting on one. Just my hope is dying. You never know. Yeah, you, you could. Always, I wonder if you could just turn the the traditional yellow one into that controller. Just or is paint it a different it, color. Get a sticker. I think it's the same yellow. You just gotta you gotta do the like banana tips, and then you gotta put the logo at the top, and then you're done. Yeah, and that's it. I think somebody somebody could make that. Yeah decals or i'll just find somebody that does really good airbrush work and we'll make one i would yes <laughs> you know i wouldn't mind the you know they also made the like felt sleeve the like fabric sleeve for your controller yeah. looks like bananas yep i wouldn't mind one of those those are cheap ish yeah like the official ones are probably up there a little bit now yeah probably anyway as we can probably gather tonight we will be talking donkey kong uh, land Oof. the uh game boy sequel like they call it a sequel but i don't like they call it a I, sequel? I guess it, it i mean technically it is a sequel um mm, yeah i guess chron- chronologically it might be but it's not like the second even one. S- they made the well even s- story-wise it, it's a it's a sequel to the original donkey kong country and it came out before donkey kong country 2 so okay so take it take it for what it is yeah i could see Uh, that but i mean it ended up spawning like all of its own original sequels and stuff so but whenever it was being developed it was going to be a sequel um and we'll, we'll get into more of that whenever we get down into the meat and potatoes of the episode um for now though we can share each other's experiences you mean the meat and bananas yeah the the bananas and Kremlins of the episode. I don't know. What? <laughs> I don't know if that works. <laughs> the Kremlins, man. I don't know what that is. Is that a thing? What is that? It's the it's the the bad guys of Donkey Kong. Oh, Kremlins. Okay. The Kremlins. Kremlins, yeah, whatever they are. Harry I, I thought it. you were saying like a pastry or something. I was like, what's a Kremlin? I want one. <laughs> Sounds like a good good one to me. Let's just try that. Let's do it. But no, what's when did you play this game? What, what kind of experiences do you have? Okie dokie. So I played it way back in the olden days, back when I bought my Game Boy. It was it was this game, and it was um, Link's Awakening, and it was Super Off-Road or something like that. I think it was Super Off-Road. Yeah. Those were my three games when I got my Game Boy um, for a while until Pokemon. And at some point, Quicks got in there, but at, at whatever. Um so yeah, again, 
s- totally skipped over the Mario game for the console and went straight for Donkey Kong, um, which happened for my Super Nintendo. Um, and uh, I mean, it, it was it was great. It was a pretty faithful representation of what you got on the Super Nintendo. Um, the music was there. The animations were there. Obviously, it does not look nearly as good as it does. But for the Game Boy, you got to give it some cred. They did a pretty good job porting over the style. Um, so that was when I was a kid. That was I slammed on that game quite a bit. Um, played it again recently for this for this episode. I didn't beat it. I think I, I got through the first world. Um and it's pretty rough. <laughs> it's, and <laughs> you know, like, I love Donkey Kong. There's no questioning that. But but I don't like these games very much. Like, I, you know, they're well, I, yeah. you know, I can't speak for the second or third one, but this one had a real hard time with some parts that were just unnecessarily like, like, you know, yeah. just like enemies off screen. You can't see. You just have to know they're there and. I it's, talked about pretty, it a little bit in Discord. Yeah, they're pretty liberal with lives, so it seems like they kind of knew that, and they were like, "You're just, you're gonna die. It's fine." That's that's like all and, the bonus areas are just yeah. a way to give you an extra life. <laughs> and the and the save system is all automatic, so that's nice. Yeah, but like, dang man, this game's really frustrating. Um, yeah. So love Donkey Kong. Love the dude, yeah. love the music, love the worlds, looks amazing. Just the the getting all that stuff to work on a little Game Boy screen just sort of messed with some of the platforming, I think. Yeah, I mean this is a this was a you know community voted retro rewind game, so that doesn't this isn't necessarily a game we we chose because we love it. This is the one that the community chose for us to play. So that mm-hmm. we can share <laughs> share about it. So yeah, this game does not come without its faults and flaws, but th- there's definitely some good things in it as well. It's you get on the the makeup of the game, you could tell it's Donkey Kong. It's and it's definitely like a uh, it's a it's a pretty true true port to Donkey Kong Country. Like as far yeah, as yeah, it the is aesthetic. Like they do a very good job. Mm-hmm. In fact, I would go to say that it's one of the better looking Game Boy games. Oh, definitely. Um, as far as graphically, like what you're, what you're doing, but there's dev, it doesn't come without the slowdown. Like that's the big, the big problem when I was playing was that, you know, due to how graphically intense it is, Game Boy already struggles to process games that are nowhere near this graphically intense. Yeah. I had several points where like, either my sprites would like halfway disappear or that's what I experienced or timing. Timing was thrown off a little bit with uh, jumps. I'm not sure I ever experienced the timing thing, but I definitely saw some sprite glitching out and, and I wondered if my cartridge was like, was like wiggling out or something. You know how that can happen. That's just the game, man. It's just the game. Yeah. (laughs) The backgrounds though, rock solid. Yeah. Yeah, And they look really good. Yeah. I think, by the time I hit like the second world, I was starting, there was enough things going on on the screen that they were trying to, to accomplish that. Um, there's a little bit of slow down there. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the game, like I said, it looks fantastic. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Like the music they've hit donkey Kong pretty well there. 
And, and you know what? Um, I will also say that in in my experience, there's a lot of really rough Game Boy games. Like, oh yeah, the I would say the majority of Game Boy games are pretty difficult to like get through, just b- because of the nature of what the system is and and their limitations. So, on the whole, it's it's still pretty good and really playable and they do give you some tools to deal with the fact that it's really difficult like i said the the liberal with the lives and and the save system being easy to use and all that um so i guess i got to give it some props to compared to other game boy games but compared to donkey kong country it's just kind of middling at best and they definitely know it's a lot more slippery than Donkey Kong Country was it the yeah. hitboxes on the enemies are, are oh, not yeah. as big like you get a lot mm-hmm. more wiggle room there's plenty of times where you know I got right up on an enemy and I'm like I don't know how I didn't get like that would have if this was Donkey Kong Country I would have died <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah for sure so and like sometimes sometimes I'll I'll think that I hit an enemy on the head but it really I hit him on the side kind of when and it didn't register right and it just doesn't yep. it's not it's inconsistent Yes. So I, I didn't actually play this one as a kid. Um, in fact, I, I did not play this game until like last year, uh, whenever I picked it up. Mm. Um, I played just a small bit of it and then went back whenever it got voted in and played the majority of it. I think I made it to the third world uh, before I quit playing it just due to lack of time, other things going on. Um, but I mean, it's it's a quick game. It's definitely not one that you have to put a whole lot of time into, but it would definitely be, this is, this one would benefit a lot from, um, uh, being on like, if they brought Game Boy to the NSO app where you could use rewind and stuff. Cause there's like, you said, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like cheap, cheap kills that set you back. Mm -hmm. seems like the checkpoints are a lot further into the level than what they are in Donkey Kong country. Like there's some checkpoints. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I've already got three of the letters before I hit the checkpoint. Yeah, I'll say that too. Like the checkpoint distance is pretty inconsistent as well. Just like, and I feel like yeah, I've gotten it's really early. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. More often than not, I feel like I've gotten both checkpoints, and then you hit like a really long, annoying segment, and you're yep. like, there should be a checkpoint halfway through here. Yep. So yeah, I mean it's. It's Donkey Kong Country Light, and it works. And it's just amazing that they they got this out on the Game Boy. Um, I mean, this is about halfway through the Game Boy life cycle, I guess, mm-hmm. or close to it. And uh, like I said, it doesn't get much better from here. Like this, this game is is it looks pretty good. So, all right, with experiences out of the way, we'll go ahead and get to the bananas of the conversation we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the game itself game overview goes this this game was developed by rare uh, as a handheld sequel to donkey kong country it was released in north america on june 26 of 1995 in japan on july 27 1995 
uh, in Europe in August 24th, 1995. So it's kind of like stair step down. We got it first. Good on them. And uh, yeah. So, and that was, again, in in these times, it was really unusual for for the U.S. to get a game first. Mm -hmm. Um, This game featured the iconic banana yellow cartridge. Oh, Um, yeah. Every one of them are. Uh, which at this time was pretty unique. I, I can't think of another game that had a different color cartridge at the time that this released for the Game there, Boy. Yeah. Um, besides like, Pokemon. Well, those were like 98, so. Yeah. But honestly, there really wasn't. So, yeah, the, this was definitely a different, like they were really pushing Donkey Kong and, and you know, leaning into the uh, craziness and advertisement that they had going on with it. Oh yeah, the, uh, the Game Boy falling on Donkey Kong's head was like yep. such a classic Nintendo commercial <laughs> moment. I love that. And oh his yeah, eyes pop out. <laughs> they, they, Donkey Kong had like some of the best advertisements in the nineties. Uh, Donkey Kong and Kirby had the, the I, crazy ones. There's also this is totally off topic, but there's also the the Pokemon commercial where there's the bus driver, and he's like, "All right, come on in, everybody." And it's like, or it's it's a, a live action actor with a bus and then cartoon Pokemon. Come on yep. in. And then he picks up a bunch of Pokemon on the bus and he drives into a trash compactor. And then he he like pulls the lever, in the trash compactor and like he's laughing all maniacally. And then it becomes a Game Boy. He's like, yep, we fit Pokemon into the Game Boy. And it's like, oh, you just crushed a bunch of Pokemon to death. That's fun. That's right. Yay. The Game Boy compactor. <laughs> So yeah, this game also it shares a lot of the same character designs uh, mm-hmm. with DKC, even though the game's uh, level design is quite different. Like it, it has similarities, but you can definitely tell that due to limitations of the Game Boy, they're they're doing things differently with this game. Yeah, it feels and, different to play. It it, it like feels similar enough, but you you really have to take Donkey Kong country out of your head while playing it's, this. And it's almost it a trick. Like yeah. It looks like the same, but whenever mm-hmm. you're playing it, you're like, man, this just doesn't feel exactly the same, but like, I like to be expected to try to put it into words. I feel like the characters have a lot more verticality to their jump and not as much range. Like they can jump a yes. lot higher, but not as far. So in a lot of those jumps at times. Yeah. And a lot of those jumps are like down to the pixel. Um, oh yeah accurate especially when you're doing when you're jumping on the uh the tires trying to get over to the platform some of that's like real meticulous yeah and and this game as as i mentioned earlier this was being developed at you know not side by side because this game didn't take near as long to develop but like towards the end of uh development for donkey kong country this game was already in development like while they were still working on it so Mm -hmm. it was it was definitely designed to be a sequel. Like I said, and, and with that in mind, you know, I don't know if they knew how big of a hit Donkey Kong country would be, but I think they were banking on it pretty hard if they were already developing. Oh, for sure. Another game alongside. So, yeah, I think they knew somewhat what they had, Mm -hmm. but, uh, and it just, you know, it goes to says a lot, you know, a lot of times the game boy ports were not developed or not. This isn't even a port, but you know, totally different game, but, a lot of times the Game Boy counterpart to a NES or Super NES game is not even developed by the same studio that worked on mm. the other game. 
Right. You know, to Rare's credit, they did develop this game. So that's, I think that's why we get a very similar experience, um, you know, design wise and feel wise, music, all that stuff. It mm-hmm. hits on the same beats as the Super Nintendo counterparts. So you don't really see that. Not, not yeah. all Game Boy games are anywhere near their console counterparts. <laughs> No, yeah, and plenty, yeah, plenty like, of times you go to buy one as a kid, and you're like, "What is this?" Yeah, <laughs> which sure. is why everyone should have been subscribed to Nintendo Power, and you would have known these things. <laughs> a lot of people were. Oh yeah, I mean, how many, how many kids like see the Game Boy one? And they're like, "Grandma, I want that one," and then you get it, and you're like, "This is in uh, Mickey Mouse." <laughs> Who is anything? Yeah, this, this must be Mortimer. <laughs> but yes, so that's that's pretty much all the the stuff I could dig up on the development side of it. There, there's probably more out there. I I didn't do a whole lot of digging. I just yeah thought it was interesting that it was being developed, you know, not quite alongside, but at the same time as Donkey Kong Country and before mm-hmm. it was really you know a big hit. So yeah. And with the main overview out of the way, we'll go ahead and hop into the story. interesting um just reading i don't know if you read the instruction booklet or had it no i I probably did i I don't remember it though so in the instruction booklet um this this is like some like fourth fourth wall breaking stuff where what yes (laughs) so it takes place directly after the events of donkey Kong country Uh, Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, and Cranky Kong are shown reflecting on the previous adventure. And out of jealousy, Cranky Kong scolds Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong about the success of Donkey Kong Country, implying that it only did so well because the elaborate graphics and sound on the Super NES. Oh my gosh. So, irritated, Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong explain they earned their success because of the fun gameplay and not just the graphics and the sound. So, mischievously, Cranky taunts... Uh, the Kongs that they could not replicate the success of their past game on a monochrome handheld causing Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong to accept this challenge. Why is it so meta? Why is it? I I don't, I don't know. This is like an internal conversation that happened at rare. This is not. Yeah. (laughs) Between the two teams that were developing the game. Yeah, exactly. Um, Cranky explains that by the following day, he will have called King K K rule and the Kremlin's, to steal Donkey Kong's bananas and scatter them across Donkey Kong Island. Determined to prove Cranky Kong wrong, Diddy and D- Donkey and Diddy head out to defeat K. Rule and the Kremlins. The duo eventually reach the big ape city where they ultimately defeat K. Rule in his penthouse. I was so, going to say, yes. I got to a bonus level that was in a city and I was like, that's not a thing. 
why are we in a city? But now that makes sense. Yeah, they added a city to it. Um, but yeah, that's a that is that that story is so weird and not very Nintendo. No, it's not. It's very meta <laughs> and just like it is self aware and weird. But yes, it it's whatever I because I, I I just recently got a complete inbox copy of this game, mm-hmm. and I hadn't flipped through the manual and I didn't even know there was a story. You know. Oh that yeah, the, yeah. Nobody plays Donkey Kong Country for the story. Exactly. Yeah. So whenever <laughs> I found this, I was like, "Wait a minute, this can't be, can't be, yeah, legitimate." Right. Let's go go find out. And yeah, exactly. it's in there. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, there uh, it is, guys. There's the story for Donkey Kong Land. In case you were breaking like, news, just burning to know what Donkey Kong's motivation hmm. was. We'll have to. I'll have to read the manuals for the other two games in the series and see what they say. So do you like play uh, in a city? Is that a whole world? Yeah. World four right. is a city. Okay. I might have to try so to get got, there. Then yeah. Now you have to pick it back up and finish it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm obligated so, to as a Donkey Kong fan. That's right. Yeah, I'd rather play more. Donkey Kong 64. Uh, that's how much I don't like these games. <laughs> <laughs> man i will have to inevitably do a show on that game but i might have to let you be the that's host a for that long one. game like good luck <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be like a year-long thing where it's like okay here's a we do like do like um super on topic retro where it's like all right we have a year to get through this long ass game and then in december we'll do a, a big episode about oh. it I didn't say anything about replaying it. We'll just do an episode, <laughs> episode on it based on the on the experiences that we already have. John, I know you gotta. I want to. I want to see you stream it. I want to get reactions. Uh, I, somewhere I have my original copy of Donkey Kong sixty four and my save file. I don't know if I ever hundred percent completed it, but I did most of it. And the most enjoyable thing about Donkey Kong 64 is the fact that you can play Jetpack in there in the arcade. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, well, anyway, we'll we'll get to that show eventually, I'm sure. But, yeah, uh, for sure. Now we can talk some gameplay. a 2d side-scrolling platformer uh very similar to donkey kong country control wise um this game has like a weird deal where only one kong can be on the screen at once yeah you you know in donkey kong country if you were donkey kong diddy follows you around or vice versa or in this game they just kind of like teleport off whenever you get them out of the barrel (laughs) and they don't follow you on the screen I'm going to verify. I think the Game Boy Advance port of Donkey Kong Country does the same thing. But the weird thing about Donkey Kong Land is that you don't, there's no indicator on the screen 
whether or not you you have have, yeah you don't know you just have to remember and then even so sometimes when you die it doesn't generate the other person it's like depends on how you die like if i hit a b over a platform then it won't generate the um the or uh, or sometimes it'll generate you to your death i've had that happen before too oh man where i died in in a spot where it was like close to the edge of the cliff and then it just put me off off the cliff whenever I came back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not cool. <laughs> not cool guys. Come on. I, I did notice that too. Like sometimes whenever you grab the barrel, like it makes it a little explosion, like smoke whenever you blow yeah. it up. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes whenever you break the barrel and you don't have the character already, sometimes he hops out of the barrel and it shows him like float up. Sometimes it doesn't. So like, I don't know if there's like fake DK barrels <laughs> and you just think you got one. That's weird. But yeah. Well, I think, no, I think it does that when you already have the character. Well, yeah, but I've, I thought I already had one too. And then I died and it didn't show up. So. Okay. So I have confirmed that in Donkey Kong country for the game boy advance, it's the same as the super Nintendo where you have both characters on screen. Oh yeah. But But the weird thing is I have a memory. I have the memory in my head of there being some indicator that now now maybe in Donkey Kong Country Donkey Kong Land 2 they added that they, they probably added it yeah so now I'm wondering if I had Donkey Kong Land 2 as a kid and not one it's very possible now I'm wondering that and also by the way Donkey Kong Country in the Game Boy Advance is gorgeous yeah it's it's a good good port good port good job but guys. yeah so so yeah one con can be on the screen and this is totally do the limitations of the game boy you just cannot handle having two sprites on the screen and enemies oh yeah yeah and it's not really I mean, necessary it's more more of a cool thing to see yeah yeah i mean it, it can barely handle having two enemies on a screen i know like, yeah for real <laughs> uh but yes uh there are four worlds in Donkey Kong land each containing seven levels excluding the first world which has nine levels which the first world feels very long when you're when you're playing the game. Mm-hmm. I was remember like I was like, man, this it feels like this world is never ending. Like I don't remember. That's that's why I stopped. <laughs> yeah, but then by the time you get in the second world, you start cruising, and like each world has seven levels instead, and it's really not that long of a game. You can knock it out fairly quickly. Um, Another thing, too, like it, there's a lot of shared enemies from Donkey Kong Country that return, but there's also yeah. some original ones. Flying pigs. Yes. Hogwash. Yeah, flying pigs. We got the spinny war- the spinny snakes on the ropes that I hate. Yep. Uh, there's an enemy called Nemo, which I'm assuming is a fish. I bet not. Uh, Fangfish and Hard Hat, which is the boss. And I think there's also some smaller versions of Hard Hat because usually the bosses are kind of like a bigger version of the mini enemies of sorts in Donkey Kong. Let's see, Let's see what Nemo is. Nemo is a um, what's that animal? It's a squid with a shell. Nautilus. A squid. Um, oh, it's a Nautilus. Okay. Ooh, he's, uh, I didn't get to an underwater level. He looks nasty. Is he the one that like 
spins or like he moves up and down or um i don't know because this is not a video Uh, yeah this is a photo of him this is the problem with dog kong uh enemies you don't know the names (laughs) until you beat the game because it tells you them in the credits yeah or does it tell you wrong i know right does it tell you in the manual i don't have to go back and look i I just check the story out in the manual we could, we could look up a scan of it later, but yeah, you know, they, I'm sure that at the end of the game, they give you like a list of all the, the enemies. Um, the worlds are the Gangplank Galleon, uh, Crimlantis, <laughs> Monkey Mountains, and Chimpanzee Clouds. Uh, that's one level, or one word, world, sorry. Can't talk. Okay, so the confirmed the manual does tell you the new baddies, but not but it the does old not ones. tell you the old ones. It only tells you about the pig and the nautilus and the couple fish and a mole. Yep, the mole's hard hat. Yeah. Okay. It only tells you those. It doesn't go through all of them. But the manual looks real nice. Yes. And then the last world is the Big Ape City. As we were talking about, this game actually has a city for a world, which is unique to Donkey Kong. Now, my question is, why didn't they go to Big Ape City in Super Mario Odyssey? They, like, made up a new city when there already was. Yeah, a new donk when they could have just went to Big Ape. And it's very, yeah. like, you know, it has very close similarities. Like, Well, uh, presumably they're they're riffing off of Big Apple, right? Yeah. It's, like, the same city. Just... Yep. Or maybe, you know what, maybe... Maybe Big Ape City is like the name, like a nickname for it, but it's really called New Donk City. Could be. Kind of like New York City. I bet that's what it is. It's the same. Being the Big Apple. Same city. Pauline lives there. That's right. And then the bosses of those worlds are Wild Sting, which is a stingray that floats through the air. It's kind of a weird. Yeah, he like flies. Because when you're fighting him, you're not underwater. Mm. You're like jumping. That's very interesting. Yeah, and you, you kind of like jump on his head to defeat him. But uh, And then the second, uh, Crimlantis's boss is a giant clam, whose name is Giant Clam. <laughs> very, <laughs> very creative. Mm. And uh, he is an underwater boss um, and kind of annoying. The uh, third world Monkey Mountains and Champagne Clouds boss is named Hard Hat. He's one of the new uh, enemies. He is a mole who has a hard hat on and you can't damage him until he throws his hat at you, which is kind oh, of a fun gameplay mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of like pops up and then like he'll go, he'll go underneath and come up in different places and then like he'll look left or right to find you and then whatever direction you are, he'll throw the hat. And then you have to like dodge the hat and go jump on his head while the hat's off of his head. Ah, old it's King pretty... K rule boss battle style. Yes. Yeah. It's very similar. Yeah. Um, and then of course the last boss is King K rule and you fight him in big ape city. Good deal. I mean, how many times can this guy get beaten? Just keep coming back. I don't know, man. How many times Bowser get beaten? He's just like, Oh, Mario. I stole your princess again. Please don't come get her, even though you did 14 times already. Like, she'll she'll write you a letter this time. She doesn't want to go. 
get a new motivation. Let's, you know, let's get Mario RPG back. We all joined forces. That was fun. Agreed. But yeah, so that's, I mean, we kind of already talked about some of the gameplay differences um, between this and Donkey Kong Country, where it gets its inspiration from. Really the, like, like you said, the jumps are like a really big difference. I definitely have a different feel. Um, I don't feel like you can get going as quickly in this game mm-hmm. because you can't see as far. Uh, due yeah, to it's the really it's ratio. really slow as you go on those. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, like when you're playing on the uh, on the console, you know, on Donkey Kong Country, you could see quite a bit more than you can on the Game Boy. You don't get a whole yeah. lot. Big time. You could see even more on the Game Boy Advance. They widescreened that mother. Yeah. 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 16.9. Really, really what we're saying is just go play the Game Boy Advance version of Donkey Kong Country. That's what we're saying. (laughs) Yeah. You could do that too. (laughs) Uh, You know what though? You know what I would love is for them to remake these. Same level design, right? Just do the Donkey Kong Country thing with these levels. That I would play yeah. all day. Let's do it. Yeah, I think I think it would be really cool. Like I know a lot of people, <clears throat> excuse me, were talking like they didn't know if they would if they think that they would like do a remake of these games. I think it would be kind of cool if they did do a remake or, or you know such, but just put all three of them together because they're not very big games. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. yeah, and then just do all three of them as one game and just you know, say bam, bam, bam. It's all one game now. Yeah. Um, and then they can just, each game can just be an act, you know, of one larger story. And I think that would be kind of cool because playing this game, like, cause the level designs different, you know, it has a different look to it in some places. Um, you could definitely get away with, with doing this with newer, uh, like, could you imagine playing this game with the graphics of like tropical freeze, Oh um, my gosh. Let's just do let's do a complete Donkey Kong Country and Donkey Kong Land six game series all done in Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze style. I, I would mean, really, lose my mind. You could do the same bananas. thing with Donkey Kong Country because those games are not super long either. Yes. yes. You could just do a you could do a uh collection where it has Donkey Kong Land, Donkey Kong Country, you know all six games as two, you know, two separate entries and then just make them acts of the same story. And it, I mean, and you could it would be amazing because of how they run chronologically in the story. You could do Donkey Kong country, Donkey Kong land, Donkey Kong country Two, Donkey Kong land Two. Yep. You know, since you, since you're redoing them all anyway, you might as well just throw those together. Now yep. we're talking. Now yep. we're selling it to Nintendo. That's what we need. So I tried to look up some fun facts on this one. The only thing, I, this isn't really even that that fun of a fact, but it was definitely worth mentioning. Uh, but when you play this game on the Super Game Boy, um, the visuals are expanded with different color palettes, and the game is surrounded by a jungle-themed border. Um, which I okay, believe if cool. You, if you have a Game Boy operator, you can get the same look as well. Ooh, I, I, I might think. be testing that out tonight. Yeah, see if that works. I know, yeah. I know it works that way on other games, so I'm assuming this one is yeah, why not? similar. Um, 
But yeah, no, I just I played it on just my uh, Game Boy Advance with the backlit screen, and you get that yeah, nice like black and white, crisp look. Yeah. But yeah, um, definitely want to check out that jungle themed border. I might have to break my uh, Game Boy Super Game Boy out. Play my yeah, man. My original cartridge. But yeah. That's pretty much Donkey Kong Land in a nutshell. There's not a whole lot to talk um, deeply about with this game. I mean, we didn't talk a whole lot about the music. I don't know if you. It's uh, it, it's exactly it's exactly what you would imagine um, eight bit Donkey Kong Country music would sound like. It's the same songs, yeah. but they're like instead of like well orchestrated. Yeah. So. I mean, it, it's it's definitely worth a listen to. Yeah, maybe not one you you put on repeat or anything anytime soon, but <laughs> it's, it's definitely worth listening to at least once if you it's haven't good. played the game. It's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Do you have anything else you would like to uh, share, or you think of anything we missed? No, dude. It. I mean, it's pretty simple. Um, I mean, a lot of these Game Boy games are like that it's just like oh it's a smaller it's a bite-sized version of the bigger project um and this is no different um you know with some caveats i would say it's still worth playing despite its difficulty because like i said you have that caveat of of lives being plentiful um and the save system being very easy like automatic basically it saves for you yeah um so you're never like too far from where you died. Unless your battery's dead. Unless you're well, there's that. So um <laughs> hopefully happened? and it's still available on the 3DS. You can go grab it on the 3DS, you know, oh, yeah. you'll have it for forever. Um, that's that's another thing too. I wonder if the 3DS has the Super Game Boy color palette. Probably. I would doubt that. There's no reason why they would bother with that. I don't think so. Let's trying to think back because i played donkey kong 94 on the on the 3ds and i thought it had color but i'm not sure well um when i play on my game boy advance it gives me the game boy color like palette you know which is the the the, the characters are different color in the background um i don't know we'll have to try all that out yeah. but it's super worth worth it on the 3ds like the five dollars oh, or yeah. whatever it costs well, it's um, like four bucks i think really yeah and the cartridge 20 all uh, you day could, you could find it for like 15 really? bucks yep. yeah um or you could join our discord and get a, a chance to win a copy here shortly yeah you could do that um but yeah Somebody i think i think if you are a donkey kong country fanboy or even if you just like, you know, like the character, um, it's definitely worth playing and giving a try for sure. It's not bad by any means. It's just I got real frustrated with it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, my attention span isn't what it used to be. Same here. That's it. I had a very, very similar experience. So, all right. Well, that's it. Let's move to the outro.
do I get to talk do about I get to plug you can, I get to you plug can my little podcast you can plug our other show <laughs> yeah yeah so I'm on another show called retro logic where we do gaming trivia we topic we do uh, topical discussions and it's me and John and Sam and if you're listening to this you don't know what that is that's um that's that's amazing you're you're a rare person um but yeah you go check it out <laughs> That's the mothership, if it were, as as it were. So definitely check that out. Awesome. Uh, Retrologic, Retrologic Games is the website. You can get all the info about everything there. Yes, and and we'll I'll break that down because I I talk about that at the end of every show. So yeah, for sure. I just Yeesh. thought I'd let you give your your sense. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and as always, we'll go ahead and announce the next game, which. Is funny because I already announced this game on the last episode, but due to scheduling issues, it now is episode 15, so we moved it out. But it will be Fantasy Star, and this time I promise we will get it out. <laughs> um, nice. Yes. And that's it. Thanks for listening to On Topic Retro, part of the Retrologic family of podcasts, which is also a part of the Nintendo Dads family of podcasts. It's like a family inside of a family. So like a second cousin or some weird thing like that. But yeah, it's weird. Yes. If you'd like to send your personal experiences for the next show, but don't have discord, you can send them to on topic retro gmail.com. If you haven't joined our wonderful non-toxic discord and would like to, you can visit retrologic.games for details on how to join. It's free. We don't charge a dime. You can just come hang out with some of the coolest people on the internet. Uh, it's my favorite thing about anything that we do. Honestly. Yeah. The Discord I wake up every is, morning and I just yeah. check all the weirdness that happened that the last night and it's it's the best. Yeah, and it's it's um I mean I don't wanna shame any other Discord communities, but we probably have one of the better ones that exists. Oh yeah, I'm part of a lot of Discord communities and uh, for sure it's my favorite. I'm a little biased, obviously, but I think it's I think it's the best. Uh, yes and that's it for this episode stay tuned for more and we'll see you guys later bye now laters Do 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 do